This is the Shrimps Verdicts podcast. All opinions expressed to those of the individual contributors and not necessarily those of either Morecambe Football Club or of Beyond Radio. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio. First corner of the afternoon to Morecambe in the seventh minute. It's going to be taken on the right-hand side by Adam Mayer. So it's going to be an in-swinger, very congested six-yard area. Real crowd seeing there. Ball comes in. It's headed away on the edge of the six-yard area, only as far as David Tonda. Cross comes in, does it from the right-hand side. In fact, it's a low daisy cutter into the bottom corner. That is a fine finish by Eli King. And Morecambe have taken the lead in the eighth minute with the first significant attack of the game. And it's Eli King. He can't stop scoring for the Shrimps. Bags the first goal against Wickham Wanderers and opens the score in here. Brilliant finish, low, right-footed. Daisy Cutter past the outstretched left hand of Lewis Jones. Second phase of the corner. And it's Doncaster Rovers, nil Morecambe one. Great start for the Shrimps. Eli King. Bordeaux's not completely dealt with it. And Adam Smith catches it at the back post and bowls it out to... Tom Bloxham on the right-hand side. Nice feet from Eli King. Very nice indeed to skip away from trouble. Michael Mellon is in here. Flag stays down. Michael Mellon one-on-one. Great save by Lewis Jones. Michael Mellon might still be interested here. Twisting, turning, gets the shot away and finds the back of the net for 2-0 Morecambe. It looks as if the danger had passed when the first shot was saved by Lewis Jones but Michael Mellon didn't give it up the flag stayed down I must say it was a very tight offside call indeed you might hear one or two boos here from the home faithful in the main stand here at the Eco Power Stadium it looked like the danger had passed but Mellon didn't give it up twisted turned and at the second phase got a low shot away that Lewis Jones got a hand to right hand side but it trickles over the line to double the Shrimps advantage and make it Doncaster Rovers nil Morecambe two and it's Michael Mellon's 14th goal of the season and it comes from King it is a dip at towards the six yard box and there's all sorts of pandemonium and eventually Doncaster just about get the clearance done very untidily but they got the ball out the penalty area King might fancy a shot on the edge of the area Bloxham might fancy a curler instead goes out towards Adam Mayer left hand side maybe drive to the byline and get a cross in Mayer does get the cross in it's put into the back of the net for 3-0 and it's Jacob Badeau with his first goal for Morecambe and that could put the three points in the bag in the 52nd minute for Jed Brannan's men beautiful ball across from Adam Mayer and Jacob Badeau up from the back from the corner he'd stayed up and he just flicks it from close range past Lewis Jones and he is absolutely delighted to score his first goal I think that's his first goal for the Shrimps and on the 51st minute it's Doncaster Rovers nil Morecambe three and you would think you would hope already that that is the points in the bag this afternoon King infield to Songo again Slew and then Taylor King, Taylor, Slew, good one-touch footballist, Jake Taylor on the right-hand side of the penalty area, Mellon lets it run through to Adam Mayer, who 
Is he tripped? Referee allows play to continue. It's going to be David Tatonda who drives it into the top corner. Oh my goodness me. What a way for Disco Dave to open his account and absolutely put the icing on the cake there for Morecambe. Brilliant breakaway move. And it was Tatonda who smashes it in off the underside of the crossbar. Hordes and hordes of Doncaster Rovers fans stream out of the Eco Power Stadium. Great breakaway move, that lovely, superb one-touch football. It fell to Tatonda, edge of the area, and he smashes it into the top corner to make it Doncaster Rovers nil. Morecambe four, ten minutes to go, and Jed Brannan is cruising to his first victory as Shrimps manager in the league. And you have to say, it was a brilliant move. We m worked it so, so well. Lovely one-touch football. So late, late corner then for the Shrimps. We are in the seventh minute, the six added on. This is going to be the last action of the game. Eli King with it. Going to whip it in. Right-footed. Good one towards the back post. And it's a great save. It's into the back of the net for five. There's Michael Mellon again, who's put the icing on the cake. He goes to celebrate with the couple of hundred Morgan fans. Away to our right-hand side. Great corner by Eli King. And in the seventh minute of stoppage time from close range, it's Michael Mellon with his second of the game and his 15th of the season. And it's Morgan Five goals to the good here at Doncaster. Reaction to the action. This is the Shrimps verdict on Beyond Radio. And deep in stoppage time, it's Doncaster Rovers nil, Morecambe five. As the referee Kirsty Dahl puts the whistle to her lips, boos echo around the Eco Power Stadium. And what a way for manager Jed Brannan to get his first league victory in charge of the Shrimps. A comprehensive victory, as comprehensive as it gets away from home. Two goals in the first half, the tone set after eight minutes. Eli King with his second goal of the season, drilling home low, right-footed from 20 yards out after the uh, corner uh, from the right-hand side by Mayer wasn't properly cleared. It's 2-0 on 34 minutes, Michael Mellon was played clean through, through the middle of the park, sprung the offside trap. His first shot saved by Lewis Jones, but it fell very nicely for Mellon and uh, in a crowded penalty area as Doncaster got defenders back, managed to have the presence of mind to turn and fire low past Jones uh, to double the advantage. Doncaster in fairness passed the ball around, had lots of possession in the first half but didn't really make it count. Mo Farley, striker on loan from West Bromwich Albion, probably should have made it 1-1 midway through the first half. He blasted over uh, from an open goal after an initial effort was cleared off the line by Jacob Adobe. But it was two goals to the good for the Shrimps at half-time and it was three after 51 minutes. Jacob Badeau, I think that's his first goal for the Shrimps. I can't recall him ever scoring a senior goal for Morkin. He was absolutely delighted anyway as he uh, flicked it in uh, from a beautiful Adam Mayer centre from the left-hand side, celebrating in front of the couple of hundred uh, Morkin travelling fans. And that was 3-0. It's 4-0, 10 minutes from time. And it was David Tatonda, Disco Dave, popping up on the edge of the area, smashing it in off the underside of the crossbar to put the icing on what was already a very, very tasty cake indeed. And in the 97th minute, with almost the last kick of the game, Michael Mellon once more, a deep E-liking corner from the left-hand side, right-footed in-swinger, and there was Mellon to flick it in from close range at the back post uh, to, uh, well 
add the cherries on top if you like as well 15 for the season now for the Burnley Loney as uh, Doncaster Rovers uh, cut uh, well some dejected figures there not many people left in the ground in terms of home fans as they trudge down the tunnel Morecambe have gone to applaud the travelling away contingent who have sung their hearts out once more this Saturday afternoon and I am absolutely delighted for Jed Brannan Morecambe manager over the moon he's going to be absolutely delighted when we talk to him in his pre-match in his uh, post-match analysis as well because he deserves that he got the game plan absolutely spot on this Saturday afternoon and we have been absolutely clinical as well it's not as if we've had 20 shots and five of them have gone in it's pretty much been five efforts and five goals and all sorts of different goals as well one one-on-one -on -one, ahead from a corner a flicking from the near post a blockbusting pile driving effort a daisy cut from the edge of the air so five different goals but we played Doncaster Rovers off the park really for large parts of the game you have to be said we kept our shape kept our discipline it's the perfect away performance and a brilliant three points on the road in Chad Brannan's first league victory in charge of the shrimps and that sets us up very very nicely indeed ahead of MK Dons coming to the Mazuma Mobile Stadium next Saturday and then our Christmas triple bill Bradford Notts County and Harrogate on New Year's Day all face the shrimps in the next couple of weeks it's going to be a great weekend I think a week before Christmas and a brilliant way for Jed Brannan uh, to get off the mark uh, with his first league victory in charge of the shrimps five star shrimps this Saturday afternoon well, Jed, your first win as Morecambe manager, just a 5 0 away win. Just describe how you're feeling at the minute. Fantastic. I was just made up with the way the, the lads played, and you know, I was really delighted that we kept the clean sheet as well in the end. Um, we went out there, we said, let's pass the ball. And, and the passing today was unbelievable. Everyone that was comfortable on the ball all wanted it, all shown for ang angles to get the ball. It was just an all round top performance. Eli King put your head seven minutes, good time to score, and a lovely goal for him as well. It was an absolute crack. We've been working up, um, the last couple of weeks on getting shots off and more shots off outside the box. But I thought he was exceptional today. He, he led like a leader. Young kid as well, and he, he was just absolutely brilliant. The goal that stood out for me was the fourth one. Not so much the fact that David Tatonda nearly smashed the net, but the build-up play to get to that position was absolutely tremendous. I'd tell you what, if Man City scored that goal, everyone would be raving about it. It was unbelievable. Before I hope to show it, the, the, the one touches that, that we had, it was about eight or nine passes and a great flick round the corner and then it come out to David dummy in the box off at Adam what a strike and he was, he was coming off he had a bad hamstring and he was coming off then just before that I, I just thought no I'm not bringing him off on odd numbers I always bring him off on even numbers <laughs> and then he does that I said are you sure you're, sure you're injured and he no he, it was an absolutely brilliant goal yeah and to cap things off Michael Mullen two for him again 13 now in the league for the season tremendous it's tremendous but it's not uh, obviously the more goals he scored and less chance of us keeping him in January so he deserves everything he gets with it he's, he's a top top player and what's, what'd you say 15 now 15, 15 in the league 15 in the league oh fantastic brilliant he's given the ball round, round it in the area to goal isn't he top player is it a real worry for you that he might not keep him because he's doing so well it is and it's not I want him to go on and do really well I really do um, obviously it would hurt us if we lost him but it's football things like that on a personal level, your first win. I've asked you a few times, how are you feeling now? 
it hasn't sunk in yet. I don't, I'm still nervous the three minutes ago when we fought. Uh, was it four nil then? I'm still nervous, but no, it's such a relief to get a first league win. Obviously, we've won in the cup, so hopefully it's uh, be more to come. Is it nice to see that what you're teaching on the training ground is there for all to see on the pitch on the Saturday? Yeah, I think so. We, we had the game plan today. I know I've been saying that for a while, but it really come off today. The game plan was obviously to get wide, get and get crosses, many crosses in, and set pieces and it worked absolute treat and I said once we go ahead we've got to keep the ball in midfield and Jan Eli Jake when he come on JJ Joel absolutely brilliant everyone followed the game plan that went, went to plan One player I noticed today was Jacob Bedell was captain and just before he scored which is unusual for one I saw him inspiring the others shouting at the others he was having a go at the others if he didn't think they were doing the right thing and I thought he just showed tremendous leadership before his goal 100% he's uh, he is a leader, isn't he? He's an international footballer. Um, not just him today. I thought James next to him and the, the whole back four, the goalkeeper, everyone, they weren't about playing the pitch today for us. And they, 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 all, they were all like men. We've got, about, got a young team. They play like a gang of experienced professionals today. Very, very good. You're getting ready now for the, the, the always, always busy Christmas period. But you've set a benchmark now, haven't you? Yeah, it's a good start for us, isn't it? Because um, the lads going past. Um, yeah, it's a good start for the Christmas period. We've got... I think we've got four games coming up really uh, close to each other. So hopefully we can build on that from today and take it into the next game, Saturday. And how important are those four games? Because at the end of them, you know, there's a real indicator of what might happen towards the end of the season. Oh, we all know Christmas is so important for, for your season. If we, if we manage to get a, another couple of wins out of that, we'd be, be absolutely delighted to take us ready for the new year and uh, see what brings us. Jed, a fantastic afternoon. Well done. Thank you very much. Now, if you look at the league table, Jed, we've, we're a point outside the top seven with a game in hand. I haven't actually looked, to be honest, yet. I've just been speaking to the lads. Is that right? Yeah. We'll made up with that. Hopefully we can go on and win that game and push us right into the playoffs. Talking to Ali Ras, who was uh, obviously helping in, that, in John's absence, and he said it doesn't always happen when what you work on on the training field comes to fruition on the Saturday, but it did perfectly today. It did. As I said, just now today... The game plan worked perfect today. Everything we played for today, we, we, it come off for us. Uh, you get days like that sometimes where, the, where everything works. The set pieces, our set pieces were outstanding. They really were today. The delivery off Eli and, and uh, Adam, spot on. Exactly what we wanted off them. And ex- exactly what we just said, it went to game. It went to the, the plan, yeah. And great to get that win for, for John Mack as well. He's going to be delighted watching that at home for him. I'm glad you said that. He was, he'd been on the phone to me all the time. I've been telling him to stop, <laughs> stop ringing me, to turn his telly off. And he said, there's not a chance he's got the telly on. He's going to try and watch the match. He'll, he's just texting me now, straight away, great results. But all the lads put, will give that one for him today. Enjoy the win, Gaffer. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Well, Jacob, a 5-0 away win today at Doncaster Rovers. As captain, you must be delighted. Yeah, obviously I thought the boys were, um, were excellent today. I think um, in the first half we defended really well. Um, sometimes our backs were against the wall. Um, then obviously we get the goals to go 2-0 at the break. And then I think even when we came out second half, get the third one early and then some of the football we played. For the, for the fourth goal, I think that's one of the best goals I've, I've ever seen standing on the pitch uh, watching. So it was just, just a joy to be out there with the boys today. Some of the football you played at times, especially in that second half and for that fourth goal, which you mentioned to your manager, it was, as you say, just tremendous. Yeah, I think um, the boys are really, really gelling now. I think um, we've been together for a while. Um, we've had some tough days, but, but we enjoyed today. And I think when everyone's on it and enjoying it, then, then we've got the talent in the team to, to really just blow teams away, which we did today. You were 2-0 up at the break, and I always thought the first 10 minutes of the second half were vital. 
you got the third and you got the third your first goal for the club talk us through the goal talk us through how good it was for you and talk us through the celebration um, yeah obviously it's massive when you're 2-0 up it's obviously a, a bit of a dodgy scoreline because if they get one early then then it's it's not nice to have to defend um, but I think we got a corner um, I can't remember I think we put it in and then it came back out back to Ads and I knew he was going to beat his man and, and cross it and just thought I'd get across the, the front post and luckily got a got a touch on it and then yeah I wheeled away this way but there's no fans that side <laughs> so I then I had to spin back round it was a long way over so I just thought I'd bust a few moves on the way over um, just enjoy it because I don't score often so yeah So your first goal for the club uh, you could be prolific soon uh, Hopefully I wouldn't mind a couple more um, obviously it's taken a while now um, but with the quality we've got on, on deliveries of crosses from set pieces uh, when I get my chance to go in the box um, I've always wanted to, to get on the end of more anyway, so hopefully I can, can start to do that. What I did notice today was you looked like a real captain. You were geeing your players up, you were letting them know when you weren't happy and you were praising them when they did well. Is that something that you really, really enjoy? Yeah, I think obviously with, with Donald and Faz um, injured at the moment, um, everyone has to, has to step up that little bit more. I know we've got a young team, but we've got a lot of big characters in there and, and to be fair to the boys, everyone's, everyone's stepping up. And it's all about that communication on the pitch. We have to be able to speak to each other when we do well and, and when we don't. So everyone's, everyone's really taking that, that step forward, even as a young team. A great day for you, a great day for the team and a great day for the manager to win his first football league game in charge. Yeah, of course. Um, obviously, I, I spoke to you last at, um, at Wrexham, which was a really tough day for, for him and for us and for the whole club. Um, so to, to come and do this on our next away game in the league after that, um, I'm just really pleased for him. He obviously worked so hard. Um, obviously, Johnny Mack wasn't here today, so we had to do to do double um, the work. And, and yeah, I think he's he's really stepping into that that role as manager really well. You mentioned that Wrexham game there. That that was a real low, and it, it could have really hurt you. But you've come back so strongly. The win at Wickham and the win today as well. Yeah, as I've said before, I think we've got a great bunch of lads in the in the changing room. Um, so that Wrexham result happened, um, but. It didn't, it didn't divide us. If anything, it brought us together. Um, we had to reset. Obviously, we went on the good run um, at the start of the season. Then we, that was the first win in five or, or four, I think. So it was, it's an important time to kind of get back on that, onto our form uh, going into the Christmas period where there's loads of games coming up. And hopefully we can come out the other side um, and be, be back where we want to be. You're still very much up towards that, that playoff spot. Those four games you mentioned over Christmas, they could be really, really important, couldn't they? Yeah, of course. Um, the Christmas period is always probably the most important part of the season because you come out the other side in the middle of Jan and you're either looking up or you're looking down and, and we want to be, be a team looking up or being looked up at. Um, so, yeah, we just, we just need to put performances in like that and we might not win 5-0 every day, but we'll, we'll win more than we lose. It's the Shrimps Verdict podcast, part of Shrimps Live on Beyond Radio. This is Dave Salmon. Thanks so much for downloading this episode. Always appreciated as ever, as are your ears and eyes uh, for our full match commentary. The only place where you can hear full commentary, of course, of every single game this season, uh, right here on Beyond Radio. And five-star Shrimps yesterday, it was the perfect away performance. It was our biggest away win since we became an EFL club as well. And the brilliant 
brilliant, brilliant way for Jed Brannan to celebrate his first league win in charge of the Shrimps. It was just one of those games where everything came together perfectly. Uh, the game plan was executed fantastically and everything that was worked on in training during the week, you saw that on the pitch. Difficult to pick out uh, star players, really. It was a, a pretty perfect team performance, but I'd like to mention a few if I could. Uh, David Tatonda, uh, left-back, I thought was excellent. His best game for me in a Morecambe shirt, capped off with that fine goal inside the last 10 minutes as well. Eli King is an amazing player, isn't he? Absolutely ran the show in midfield. His set-piece taking another goal, his vision... Everything about his game, absolutely superb. I thought the back line as a whole was fantastic, but I'd like to mention James Connolly if I could as well, because I thought he had his best game uh, since joining us on loan as well. Didn't miss a thing in the air, had uh, the, the front two of... Uh, Doncaster Rovers firmly in his pocket and I love the fact that uh, not just a bat line but across the team we seem to be encouraging people and uh, praising them when they were doing good stuff and there were lots of high fives and low fives and little pats on the back and stuff like that uh, when we got tackles in and headers away and that kind of stuff and also um when we were a bit untidy and a bit messy, we were shouting, uh, all good stuff, we were shouting at people to, to make sure that their heads were switched on. It was uh, really great to see that and the perfect performance. We are just a single point outside the League 2 playoff positions now going in uh, to Saturday's game at the Mazuma Mobile Stadium uh, against MK Dons. The last one before Christmas, a point outside the top seven with a game in hand. and uh, It's not going to be easy against our old foes and uh, a bit of a I don't like using the phrase bogey side, but uh, we've not had a great time against MK Dons in uh, recent matches. And of course, full match commentary as ever on Shrimps Live uh, from just before 2.55 on FM and DAB Plus Digital Radio across North Lancashire and Morecambe Bay and also via I Follow Shrimps as well. Let's look ahead to the game then with Liam Connolly. Liam's one of the presenters of the MK1 podcast, a Milton Keynes Dons fans podcast, the ideal man to get the full lowdown on Mike Williams men ahead of their trip to the Mazuma this coming Saturday. Liam, uh, welcome back to the pod. Great to chat. Before we get down to business, uh, remind us all about the uh, MK1 podcast. Where can we find it? What's it all about? Yeah, great to see you once again, Dave. Remember last time we spoke, we were kind of questioning whether we would, to be honest. Um, but here we are in League 2. Um, yes, of course, MK1 podcast. Um, audio hub for everything Milton Keynes Dons. Uh, your place really for everything about the club, various player interviews, uh, manager interviews club interviews and of course the week to week roundups of the games as we get through uh, a league two season and uh, it's it's a fans pod isn't it you're not tied to the club in any it way is, not yeah. corporate in yeah. any way so you can well you can say what you like really yeah pretty much um i say we do have a good relationship with the club but they always say to us you know be a true authentic selves and we like to think we are and when we spoke last time we were living the dream in League One, but here we are back in in, in League Two, and uh, I think we've, in some ways, we've we've gone down a very similar path, but in other ways, we've we've been quite far apart, haven't we? I can remember just what not ever so long ago when you were a whisker away from automatic promotion into the Championship, and uh, well, in no time at all, uh, we're now back in League Two. So I, I suppose my first question is: is what's happened uh, to, for for such a turnaround to to, to have been happening? Yeah, well, I mean, we we were saying, you know, all of all the fan base, we were saying we were the best team in the league, uh, in, my, in our opinions, when we had that season, we finished third and just missed out on automatics. And obviously, the playoffs happened, you know, 
I used to look at the players that were sold. You know, one's gone on to play for Celtic, and, and arguably will be playing a bigger club come the summer. Um, obviously, a couple of playing championship and moment in Twine and Darling, and plenty others also have gone abroad or in higher leagues. So, yeah, the squad was an absolute joke. Uh, Liam Manning as a manager who also now is at higher division. Um, is a very good manager, very good coach, uh, and a people's person ultimately. Um, and yeah, whilst it whilst there was arguments, it was Russell Martin's side. Um, you know, there was no doubt that Manning and the players sort of came together and really pushed on and used that as a bit of a catalyst to get to where they were. Um, and then, yeah, obviously those players left. Um, I think the recruitment of those players coming in was nothing short of catastrophic in many ways. Um, of course, there was a few all right players in there, but on the whole, the recruitment was absolutely shocking. Um, people have um, taken responsibility for that. So people lost their jobs, unfortunately, for that. Um, and obviously that led to our relegation that season after we had about, I think it was 30 shots against Burton and couldn't score one goal. Um, and funny enough, their keeper at the time is now our keeper in League Two. So yeah, it's it's been a weird, it's been a weird old couple of seasons. Um, gone from real, real highs and lows, to be honest. Um, probably the highest of the highs, the lowest of the low, but uh, it's not too bad now. Obviously, you know, Similar place to the table, as you mentioned. Similar season so far, but we'll get through it. It's football, right? Without being uh, dwelling on the past too much, to get what was it, ninety points? That you got eighty-nine points, and not yeah, to, not not to go up. That that that's quite something, isn't it? And then to have the season that that followed, then uh, I suppose, like you say, though, it's it's all part and parcel of being a football fan, isn't it? The ups and downs. Yeah, I think the club are waiting for a season like we had. So we always got promoted because. I think everyone that sort of is around Milton Keynes and knows Milton Keynes knows that the football fans are there. I mean, if you go to some of the early years, obviously, I think the AFC Wimbledon game, the very first one at K is a, is a key example of that with the, the fan base in the city. And I think the city needs a football team. But, I mean, it should be it should be MK Dons. But ever, I see ever since that season, it's kind of gone a bit downhill. And um, I know the club's running a sort of seat tickets can bring a friend for free sort of incentive for the uh, Forest Green game, which is obviously the game before this, which we're recording on the Friday of. Um, try and get people into the stadium because, yeah, the city's definitely big enough for it. And I think we've had, I think whenever we've had a bit of momentum, we've kind of just lost a bit of track. And I think the club is still very young, it's still learning. And I think the chairman's still learning. And who knows how long he's there for, but of course, he's there for now. And um, I think we're on the right track after a pretty bumpy start in League Two. Now, Stadium MK, I mean, obviously we, we, we were at the Mazuma this time around, but Stadium MK is is, is a magnificent facility, isn't it? Um, a great place to watch any kind of action, really, obviously the concerts and, and all sorts. But when you've only got four, five, six thousand in a 30,000 capacity stadium, it, it really tells, doesn't it? And that must have an effect on, on the players' It effectively doesn't mean or doesn't feel as if you're playing at home particularly yeah it's uh i mean for the, the guys that go week in week out i mean obviously we've got we've got two or three home games over the christmas period i think they will be quite quiet ones as well it's it's pretty uh a bit depressing it's a bit strong but it's not exactly the best stadium experience to go into obviously with the relegation the club stripped back a lot of what was happening in terms of like match day experience and all that jazz and unfortunately lost some staff as well uh, with the relegation as clubs do so yeah it's i think it's a difficult setup to be a part of at the moment um a lot of the connections or people that we knew at the club have unfortunately had to move on whether that be to bigger clubs or just, just other parts of it in the industry in different parts of the industry so yeah it's been a massive summer of change i think and 
obviously on on the pitch she did start particularly well. Um, and I think the club is still adjusting in many ways off the pitch. Um, but as you mentioned, you know, I think Winkleman built this stadium to be, for it to be more than a football stadium, and I think that does hamper it sometimes. Of course, the concerts are great; they bring a lot of revenue and they keep the club going whilst it's losing. God knows how much money it is per week, uh, particularly in League Two, but ultimately. It doesn't feel like a football stadium, um, which is a real shame because uh, obviously it is, and that's its primary purpose. But it does feel like sometimes that the football becomes a bit secondary. Let's uh, look at matters on the pitch then, Liam, if we may. And uh, well, you've had a bit of a turbulent uh, first almost half of the season, haven't you? Liam Manning leaves. Your point, Graham Alexander, to me as an outsider, that looks a good appointment on paper, but uh, well, it just didn't work out. We're forgetting about uh, Mark Jackson, who was... Uh, Goodness me, Billy yes. Manning was sacked. Yeah, Goodness yeah me. Mark Jackson, um, who, to be fair, a really lovely bloke, um, but I think was well, was taking on a bit of a poison chalice, let's be honest, with that squad. Yeah. Um, because yeah, he got relegated, then came in Graham Alexander, who, um, I think I'm allowed to say this now, apologies if I'm not, um, but we went to Germany to watch the squad um, during pre-season on the, on the sort of weekend Germany. Um, and... Honestly, we had a few chats with Graham and some of the coach staff. Yeah, we, we were pretty like excited about it. And obviously, you know, there's a bit biased there. But, you know, from what we saw, like, it, it looks pretty decent. We watched them play a German team and they competed with a pretty physical German team as well. Here in like the Bundesliga too, so a pretty competitive division. Um, and then, yeah, obviously we get into the season and a, a flying start. Obviously, you beat the likes of Wrexham and their sort of big homie coming back to the Football League, which is like a good little chip for us. I think we were towards the top of the league. Alexander got manager of the month. Um, our, big, our big players were stepping up and actually performing well and I think since that literally the last game in August we weren't like a streak of like two months up winning the league game was a bit silly like that uh, and in League 2 for with all due respect League 2 is is not the most competitive league in the world in terms of quality uh, and I started like us and the team that both prides themselves off of attacking possession based football had to do that should be able to beat, be beating teams that they were playing the likes of Sutton for example and that's why I'm doing it. Um, and I think whilst, yes, you could say have a bit of patience, um, League 2 is, I mean, we can't say League 2 for long, really. A football club like this, with the, as you mentioned, the facilities that we have, you know, we're already losing heaps of money um, into this league, let alone with losing games and sticking in mid-table like we are now. So, yeah, I think a change had to happen, unfortunately. And obviously Mike Williams, well, Mike Williams has come in since, coming from Gateshead. Um, really promising appointment, actually. I think we you know, me and Miss, my colleague Joey just did a podcast with, did a bit of research into him and obviously asked around the industry about what people thought of him and really, really good. Um, obviously, Russell Martin gave his, his kudos to Mike Williamson also. Apparently, they got quite good mates. So, yeah, really excited appointment. Obviously, it's been about a month for, been a job about well, six weeks now, I think. Um, not many games, unfortunately, because of the performance and all that jazz. But, you know, I think he's picked up, um, you know, pretty, I think like 10 or 15 points from the league game so far, which is, you know, I think you can do that the rest of the season. That's going to probably get you in the playoffs, uh, roughly. Only lost one game. That's his opening game after uh, against Accrington after like one or two training sessions. So since then, he's gone unbeaten. Really promising attacking football so far, I think. Um, obviously, with the players he had to take on, I think some of the players have to ask are doing a bit more than they their responsibilities. Maybe uh, were doing when they were under Alexander when they were signed under Alexander. But overall, I think the squad's really taken well to him. Some more than others, but overall, it's been a a positive change, I think. Not many people will have particularly heard of Mike Williamson, and but obviously the club did their homework. They wanted a specific kind of 
manager. And from what you've said so far, Liam, he seems to fit that bill. Yeah, it's it's what many people would say is, and if you believe it or not, it's going back to the MK way, um, which is uh, possession-based attacking football, uh, sort of controlling your actions so the opposition to have limit limit there essentially. Um, exciting football that will bring fans in, uh, and obviously if that all comes across, you're more likely going to get a winning recipe in terms of winning football matches and getting up the league. So, yeah, it's uh, as you mentioned, you know. I think it's a it isn't it's it's still an exciting club. I think that question has been asked actually quite a lot recently, particularly by the higher ups. You know, is it a club that people still want to come to? Um, is the project's kind of viable really in terms of what they wanted to do? I think the original project's goals have slightly adjusted. Um, but I think it is still an exciting club and I think the change we've had recently has kind of proven that and I think the players have really been sort of rejuvenated by Williamson coming in. Um, you know, I'm sure we're going to individuals, but Max Dean, who won player of the month recently for the EFL, has been absolutely fantastic. Like we all know, there's a player there, bit of a live wire, admittedly, um, but he's he's such a good player. Um, I think he's like 20 years old as well, so he's super young. Um, but I think he's got like five or six goals since Williamson came in. Um, really, really good striker, leading the line on his own um, in a sort of a free forward setup. And yeah, here we a problem for I think for you guys uh, at the weekend, if anyone will be. Let's talk about that in a bit more detail then, Liam, if we may. What, what do we need to know about Mike Williams and MK Don's players, formations, others to watch? What do we need to know? Yeah, so it's it's going back to a five-back or a three-back with wing-backs, if you want to call it that. Um, so it's it's very much been like a free sort of 4-2-1, if you want to call it that. So um, the back three will probably be... What it's a difficult moment because Lewington's just come back into the team, which is and again he's looks like clockwork as he always is. So it'll probably be the light be like Lewington on the left, um, or in centre maybe uh, Dan Harvey on the left left centre back, and then Warren O'Hara on the right centre back. Which I think a couple of seasons ago he said that's gonna be a League Two defence. He'd be a bit like what the hell, um, but here we are. Um, Joe Tomlinson is a player who we spoke from people in the industry about Mike Williamson. We said they said Joe Tomlinson would be a big factor in the team, and he has been so far. Uh, playing on the sort of left-hand side is like an inverted wing back. Um, he can play both sides, to be fair, left and right, but he's mostly been playing left. Um, and then it's a mix of like Cameron Norman or other players in the squad on the right-hand side. Um, but yeah, the front the front three has been a real thing. So it's kind of periods from what, you, what we saw originally. So originally we sort of had like more direct wing backs or, or wingers like John Lecco playing on the on the sort of inside forward trying to attack the t- the opposition by like direct runs with Dean heading the line now we're sort of seeing more like floating tens like the Connor Grant types and maybe the Dan Kemp types come uh, January the 1st who um sort of floats about trying to pick three balls out so Dean can run onto and ultimately finish them uh with the likes of Jack Payne and Alex Gilby sort of roaming in the middle uh either distributing the play or being box box in the field trying to win the ball back so yeah a really interesting system um, I think one that we're a bit surprised about we kind of knew what we were expecting a little bit but didn't expect Jack Payne to be a holding midfielder um, and the likes of maybe John Lecker and my wife not really to get a look in the squad so it's been a big sort of change in the past six weeks or so but as I mentioned earlier a positive one you look at that squad, though, Liam, you say you've kept the majority of the League One squad uh, together. And, and when you look at those names, the likes of Jonathan Lecco, Mo Issa, not getting in the first 11, and they played every week when they were fit last season, you know the quality that they've got. That, that to me, as an outsider, shows that you've got a deep squad. 
Yeah, I think it's one of the deepest in the league. Um, and no, listen, there's no doubt that that John Lecker and Mo Issa are quality players. Absolutely, like even before um, Williamson came in, Mo was scoring goals in this league, and he's I think he's a proven League One goal scorer, quite frankly, in the right setup. But I think with strikers, as we all know, that it's a confidence thing. They need to be playing games regularly to have that confidence. And um, you know, Williamson came in and. Particularly with the younger fans, I think some of the old ones also, he really captivates the audience in terms of what they want. And I think personally, if he is here, you know, long term, I think he'll be a fan favourite for many years. And him and him and the likes, him and Alex Gilby, um, and Warren Hora has been a fan favourite. That sort of spine has really sort of come together and really rejuvenated the team and another the leaders ultimately. And yeah, Dean's reaping benefits. He's a striker, but um, yeah, it's a good group of lads actually, and I think one's that one that the fans can get behind. Now, if you're a, a possession-based team, Liam, that will suit us down to the ground because we don't <laughs> mind giving the opposition uh, possession. Despite Derek Adams now moving on, playing a very similar uh, way, that will be soak up the pressure, keep our shape, and then we will try and hit you on the break direct. Not 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 route one, not lumping it forward by any stretch of the imagination, but fast and direct, getting the ball out wide and then getting the crosses in uh, using our young, hungry players. Um, is that a weapon that can work against you? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I think set pieces has been a bigger focus purely from a more attacking perspective. Um, from our side, I know that the club's been working on a lot of their like short corner set pieces wise, and it has actually worked fair quite a lot this season. So that so that's good. Um, I think the wings are going to be very key um, in this game. Clearly, based off obviously how much we use it and how much clearly you guys use the wings in terms of that. So yeah, I think I think. With Ethan Robson set to come back for the Forest Green game, and obviously he'll be back for the Morecambe game. That's quite a big, a big thing for us because I wouldn't be surprised to see if maybe the likes of um, Connor Grant comes in for like, sorry, comes out for like an Ethan Robson just so we can cover off, maybe have like two box box of fielders. So um, Gilby and and Robson sit a bit deeper and just sort of try and cover off the wings a little bit. So that leaves the likes of Payne and maybe another midfielder uh, to sort of try and counter ourselves in many ways if I get the three balls into Dean but yeah um, a tougher game than people think I, I've also noticed your home record only lost once at home this season so pretty formidable side uh, despite where you are in the league and obviously two teams who are hoping to be sort of one of the teams that can creep into that sort of top seven come come April um, and I think one of us will do it it just depends who it is League two is, is bunching up, isn't it? Um, I, it is, I think yeah. you, you talk about the uh, about the quality, and of course there are the sides in there that have spent the money, and and the, those sides are by and large near the the top end of the table as you would expect them to be, I suppose. But uh, there are, I would say, and I think MK Dons and Morecambe are probably indefinitely in this group. Probably ten teams uh, who are vying for those fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh spots. So uh, these next few weeks could, could be quite a pivotal time of the season. Yeah, I mean, like we, we said, our pre-season, we said we'd be like ninth, tenth. Um, and I think that's our minimum at this point. Uh, it could be higher, could be even higher than that. Uh, but I said, I think the likes of Stockport and Wrexham, maybe even Notts County and obviously solder injury issues, you know, they're probably going to be up there and if not in the automatics. So then, yeah, it's a scrap for everyone else. Um most competitive league two I've seen in a while. Whether that's because some teams are as bad as each other, or whether 
there's a clear gulf between the top 12 and the bottom 12. Uh, but either way, it's fun to be in this year and uh, someone's going to go home disappointed, aren't they? And you've not played very much, have you, in the last uh, few weeks for, for various reasons, weather-related, international call-ups, call and loads of other reasons. Um, but uh, you are unbeaten in five, so uh, you've got that momentum at the moment. Yeah, so our last loss was that Accrington away. Um, again, that was a bit of a fluke goal. Uh, we said before the game, Sean Wally was scoring me 1 0, and funnily enough, it was 1 0, Sean Wally scored. Um, so, yeah, Forest Green, obviously, uh, the game before this, uh, we are first game in, say, about, I think, about three weeks or so in the league anyway. So, pretty ridiculous schedule, but um, been a good time actually to get it because we had a few injuries. Um, Jack Tucker's got injured recently. He went back for this game, but hoping he's back in the new year. As mentioned, Ethan Robson will be back. MG Williams will be back for suspension. So, Two key players back that maybe wouldn't have had if you had played this game originally. Um, I'm sorry, I would have played this game sooner. So, uh, yes, silver lining, I suppose. It's nice to have a rest, isn't it? But when you've got the momentum, you, you want to play games and keep the run going, I guess. I'm looking forward well, to it, Sir Liam, actually. It should be it should be an interesting encounter. That's the thing, isn't it? Obviously, you, you appreciate the rest, but then you've got like, what, five games in the space of three weeks? It's pretty ridiculous, but it's Christmas, isn't it? Well, it swings swings and roundabouts of, of, of the season, I suppose. Um, Liam, thanks for coming on. Always appreciate it. Uh, what constitutes uh, a good season then uh, for MK Dons? Is, is it top seven minimum now, or is it have a good season with lots to build on for next time round? I think it's interesting. I think the outside perspective is, you know, if you finish top ten... It, it is what it is. We've got a good coach. We've got a good team. We could probably make a push next season. I think internally you want to do more than that. I think they want to get playoffs. Um, whether they want to the public or not, I just have. Um, I mean, I don't, I've done that for sure, by the way. I'm just going off pure speculation. But I think they want to get playoffs at a minimum. And I think the squad's good enough to do that. Obviously, January recruitment is massive. And they're going to want to get some bodies in. And maybe some bodies out at the same time. But I'll be disappointed if they make playoffs. The team's definitely good enough for that. Liam, looking forward to the game. Are, are you coming up to the Mazuma? I'm unfortunately not. I'm absolutely gutted because I love the trip to Morecambe. As you know, Dave's one of my favourite trips of the season. Um, but I'm not this year because it's so close to Christmas. Spending it with the misses. Um, so, unfortunately, not this year. You've got to get the brownie points in, I suppose, for the. Uh, for the <laughs> for, 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 that's the fixture start to pile up, haven't you? I understand. Absolutely. Absolutely, mate. Uh, Liam, I appreciate your time, mate. And uh, the MK1 podcast, find that on Twitter. X, just search for it on the socials and online. You'll see loads of fan based uh, MK Don's content. Uh, Liam, cheers, mate. And we'll let's speak to you again uh, later in the season. And good luck after Saturday. And to you, mate. Best of luck. Every kick, every game, every goal. Full match commentary of Morecambe FC on Beyond Radio. This is Shrimps Live from Beyond Radio.